Thank you for listening to Overcomers Church International Weekly Message. We pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you hear the Word of God. Wow, praise God. Praise God. You, it's an honor to be with your pastors today. I want to just sneak away and get coffee with them. Uh, this is awesome. It's a privilege to be here. Um, what a church. I'm serious. Like, you guys don't know what you have, I don't think. It's pretty special what's here. The, the Spirit of God is here. Um, I'm going to introduce you to my wife. This is Heather. She wants to say hi to you, and uh, we're happy to be here. Yeah. Okay, it's true. I don't know that you guys know what you have here. We do a lot of traveling, <laughs> and this is awesome. As I was sitting on the front row, we have a, a, a kind of a conversation we usually have that usually when the fivefold comes into any kind of a ministry setting, it is most received and it functions at its highest and best use when there's a spirit of honor in the house. And there's such a spirit of honor for the Lord in the house. There's such a spirit of honor for the presence of God or reverence to him where um, some places it's a a little more, um, the culture can be sarcastic and maybe downplay the gifts a little bit. I'm just, this is overall. There's certain places, because we've been a lot of places. But aside from that, the honor in this house, the way you guys honor the Lord in worship and just your hearts, I just, it was like warrior spirit in here (laughs) for the Lord. It was awesome. So I want to say it's a privilege and it's an honor to be here today. I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away. I'm a little speechless, and uh, believe it or not, <laughs> which is not, not like me. But uh, I want to pray real quick. Yeah, There's been a lot of worship in the house. I know this is a praying church. I saw your wall. Man, I was like, yes, that was awesome. But I just want to, I want to thank you, Jesus. Lord, in, in, in uh Just observation of honor today, God. Lord, we honor you. We honor you, Father. You were here before the foundations of the earth. And you did pick us. Whether our parents chose us or didn't choose us, you chose us for such a time as this. So I thank you, God, for all the gifts and callings in the house. I thank you for all the hearts that are being stirred right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus, for such a stirring. I thank you, God, for such a stirring for such a time as this. And it is true, this house will be an influencer to all the region and all the area and to all the state and then into the nation. Hallelujah, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you take humility and humble people, the hearts of people that are just in love with you, Jesus. I hear the Lord saying, you're usable. You're usable. I've been looking for people that are usable. You're usable because of your hearts. You're usable because of the leadership. Hallelujah, God. I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for the stirring in the house. I thank you for the stirring in the hearts. I thank you that there's a fire of God that's on the inside. It's like fire shut up in their bones. This house is like fire shut up in your bones. Hallelujah. And I say, and everything that this house touched comes alive. Everything in this house touched comes alive. Just like fire shut up in your bones, it comes alive. To live, to live, to live. Everything your hand touches comes alive. Everything that your hand touches comes alive. Whether it be people, whether it be communities, whether it be people of influence, whether it be resources, I see everything that this house touches lives because of the honor. Hallelujah, God. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you and we honor you today. Wow. Yeah, this place is awesome. This is a treasure. And Lord, I say for anyone who does not have eyes to see, give them eyes to see and ears to hear 
what the Spirit of God is saying. There is such a preciousness in you. This, you're rich. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. You're, rich. you're rich. This is rich. Yeah. I am just blown away right now. <laughs> Thank, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for having us. We love Praise you guys. Pastor Kent and Elizabeth, can we stretch our hands towards you, Pastor, really quick? We're going to jump into some stuff today, but the Holy Ghost is really on me for this, so we're going to do that. Let's stretch our hands towards them. The Lord says, I don't just call you pastor, I call you apostle. You're going to raise up several campuses. People are going to be all over uh, this ministry. It's going to go to a global stage in your latter years. Things are going to begin to happen. Missions will go. I see foreign soil. I see all these things beginning to happen. The Lord's going to multiply it forward. There's investments in property that God's going to bless you in. There are things he's going to begin to turn over with blessing. You're going to kick over stones and find hidden gold in many places. The Lord is working this process out for you right now. The Spirit of God is upon you guys. This is the smallest your ministry is ever going to be. The Spirit of God is bringing advancement and taking territory at an unprecedented rate. You'll get very good at empowering sons and daughters to take mantles and run with them. And the Lord says, I have many places for you to be and many places of planting and many places of expansion. And the Lord says, this will be a new wave that will come through the grace message. It will come through the prophetic message. It will come through the apostolic. The Lord says, there's a fresh fivefold ministry that's coming upon you guys right now in the name of Jesus. It's a fresh five-fold anointing. I have, I've given you armament. I've given you warrior spirits. And the Lord is showing me very clearly out of Judges chapter 5, verse 2. It says, when the leaders lead in Israel, the people willingly offer themselves. And the Lord is saying, when the leaders lead, you'll stand up and begin to see the people willingly offer themselves. This is a mobilizing anointing. The Lord has put a mobilizing spirit on your lives and this church. And it will come quickly and it will come with force. There will be creative miracles in the house. You'll see healings of unprecedented nature happening. You're going to begin to see a revival spirit with the right message come forward. And God's going to bring a way-making anointing that will break open doors even into politics, even into areas of influence. There's going to be an entrepreneurial anointing that you speak into and put into order. And the Lord says there will be prophetic voices and there will be apostolic voices. And I will use your voice to correct the inaccuracy that has been put inside some of them. And I will bring accuracy to my body and there will be a sound foundation. Manuals will come forth, training videos, multiplication of avenues and multiplication of venues. And the Lord's gonna begin to bring grace and life. And you will start out with this pastoral anointing, but it will turn, man of God. The major is pastoral today and the minor is apostolic, but it will turn around and the major will become apostolic and the minor will be pastoral. And the Lord says, for I've also put the prophetic word of the Lord inside your life. You will prophesy to the breath. You will prophesy to nations and break their bonds. You will prophesy to presidents and leaders. And you will prophesy to leaders and sons and daughters. And into your latter years, you'll begin to put your hands on the heads of many children and sons and daughters. And they will go forward and multiply the victory. There will be books, materials, speaking, life, victory, and disciples of all nations. I speak victory over you in the name of Jesus. The Lord says, I ordained it. I rescued you at a young age. I watched. I kept your feet from falling. I saved your life. I spared your very life. And I'm bringing you forward in this season for the way-making anointing. The spirit, the face of the ox, the face of the lion, the face of the eagle is here. And the Lord is saying, I will bring it forward with great horsepower. And there will be great strength that will begin to manifest throughout the nations. Many will see, many will fear, and many will put their trust in God. For I have ordained it in the name of Jesus. This couple is my couple, says the Lord. You cannot fail because the word of God is in you and every dream I've put in you will surely come to pass. It is my word. It is my timing. And you'll be here another 18 months of transition and strength. There will become a growth and you will outgrow the yoke that is upon this place. You will outgrow it. I've already made provision. I've already provided it. The foundation will be laid and then it will come. The first one will come like a birthing. Then the next one will come supernaturally. And then the third one will come with emphasis on, on momentum. And then the fourth one will go with more momentum. And then speed and the overflow and overcoming anointing will begin to go from the north, south, east, and west. There is a multiplication anointing on your ministry, and it's apostolic. Get ready. Prepare for the time of increase is upon you. Amen. Amen. God is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. 
Wow, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just got to say to you, God's happy at this church. Jesus is comfortable in this church. Man, I'm in worship, and it's been a long time since you've been around real prophetic worship. Man, sometimes the pe- what people call prophetic worship is something else. <laughs> it's not prophetic. I don't know what it is, but it ain't prophetic. I was in a meeting one time, Pastor, and I saw people dancing in bedazzled jeans, and there's no horsepower. It's just weird. And I asked the Holy Ghost. I said, Holy Ghost, what's that all about? And he said to me, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joseph, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out all night. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Man, praise God. What a, great, what a great time in Jesus. Really quickly, I want to recognize uh, Rick and Glenda Tate, uh, Dow Tate. Please, you guys stand up. These are my friends here. They came to see us and all of that. <laughs> praise God. Uh, Glenda is a prophetess of God, a legitimate, genuine prophetess of God with a clear word from the Lord in the grace message, trained under Dave Duell, and uh, many years we have a lot in common, spoken a lot of words into my life, Glenda. Rick, you're just such a a gift to us. Thank you for being so kind, loving on us with the grace of God the way you guys do. We love you. It's so wonderful to see you today. Praise God. If that woman gives you a word, I know you'll be blessed by it, okay? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise God. Well, before we do this, let me, let me show you some product. Is that okay? Do the traveling minister thing. Is that all right? Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Real quick here. Praise God. Um, I'm going to show you just a couple things very quick. We did bring some things with us. Um, and uh, I want to just offer this to you. We have uh, what I call the... Um, Demystifying the Prophetic, and then the Gift of Prophecy series that I put together. This is something I've taught on. Uh, Andrew Womack listened to this, and he's like, Joseph, I've never heard that before. And I didn't know if that was good or bad. And uh, so, But he, he liked it, and so it was good. And so he was blessed by it. He, he's like, bring that teaching to my office right away. I was like, yes, sir. And so here's what I want to say about this, though, is that this teaching here, I deal with um, everything from deja vu, visitations, trances, visions, dreams, demonic encounters, entities, strange happenings, understanding traffic, demystifying the sensational, and much more. And these two together begin to deal with all those kind of things. Would anybody like this at all here? Anybody want this? Praise God. All right, Jason, why don't you help somebody have that? Um, that'll be back at the table. You can check that out. Um, I will, I'll give both of these away very quickly. This is the Office of the Prophet teaching I do, and I'm going to throw in Archangels. Um, Archangels goes with this. Let me talk to you about this, both of these, very quickly. The Prophet teaching I do, many people, just because they prophesy, as your pastor would teach you, many people, just because they prophesy, does not make them a prophet. As a matter of fact, prophecy is the least qualifying agent for pro- being an office in the prophet, right? You recognize prophecy is actually something everybody can do in the body. This is a prophetic church. People are like, prophecy is just for comforting, exhorting, encouraging. No, it's also word of knowledge. It's also those things. And you can see it in 1 Corinthians 14, right at the end. It says, if all prophesy, people will know God is among you because they'll say, the, heart, the deep secrets of my heart were revealed. It's talking about the body doing that, not just the holy one in the pulpit, right? Praise God. And then also the series Archangels. I used to poke fun at people that had angelic encounters. Uh, you know, it's really a delight to be a prophetic guy and poke fun at people that have prophetic encounters. And, but anyway, I uh, began to teach this series on archangels. It's a word-based teaching on how to begin to have angels help you in prayer and break things through. It's founded in the Word of God. There's nothing goofy about it. It's really going to give you horsepower. It has revolutionized our prayer life, okay? We've solved multiple millions of dollars of issues by praying what's in this series, okay? And I mean that. $50 million issue just got fixed because of that prayer in this this series, okay? So as I'm teaching this, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going through this, and all of a sudden, an angel showed up. First time I ever had that happen, Glenda. I'm like, unbelievable. And here's how it went. I am Gabriel, and I come to you from the throne of God. And I was like, oh, God, right? And so that's, that's what happened, right? So I don't know if you're interested in these series here, but it began to happen. And Lord, I said, I'll never make fun of people that talk about angels again. And so praise God. If anybody would like this combo, anybody want it? Jason, find somebody that looks weird and needs help. Praise God. And um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'd turn around and give it to me then if that was the case. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is, uh, this is uh, my book, Voice of God. I wrote this. This is about uh, my encounters from a child till, uh, till present and all that. With my experiences, hearing my voice shouted over the trees, uh, God calling my name audibly when I was a kid, all the way through many different things, uh, 
difficult seasons of our life, how we overcame it, and how the voice of God led us through it all. And it lands with a good teaching at the end about the voice of God. So if you're interested in this, this is at the table. Anybody want this book? Just give that to you. Jason, you want to help somebody? I'll give it to you, man. You're right here. Praise God. Amen. Let's jump in the Word of God this morning, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. Man, there is horsepower in this place. Praise God. This church is a mobilizing church. You know, right now, God has uh, given us a word to go forward and develop some things. And I like being with people that really believe God and they really believe the Bible. Um, it's a wonderful blessing when you're around people like that. This setting here is so powerful. Anything could happen in these meetings. Anything. Heather and I, a number of years ago, we've been preaching in the church, the government, and the marketplace for nearly two decades, uh, actually over two decades. And then about several years ago, the Lord pulled me back and pulled the reins on me and said, I want you to begin to focus on your family for this season. And so we were doing stadium meetings. We were with big uh, names and all this stuff. And, and uh, to be a younger minister doing that was quite an honor. We were doing some things. And the Lord came to me after I had a meeting booked in another nation. We were going to open up a prophetic meeting there. I was the keynote. It was huge. All these things were happening. And the Lord came and spoke to me. I was standing on a mountain in Buena Vista, Colorado. And the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, Joseph, I will bless you if you go do these meetings. I will. I'll bless you. But I also want you to consider your family right now. I really want you to consider your family. You know, your children will be more blessed if you stop in this season. And I got to tell you, I didn't like that. Because I don't know if you're like this, but when God tells me to do something, my personality is lead, follow, or get out of my way, right? And, uh, and God began to speak to me, and I said, man, I'm going for it. And when he gave me this opportunity, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull back, and I'm going to just surrender to the Lord. I'm going to do that. If God's given me the opportunity, I've learned this. If you do the difficult, God will do the impossible. And whenever God gives you a choice or you see something there, go with the difficult one. Because then you're just sewing into him doing something impossible for you. And so I did that. I, I stepped out and I, I told these places we were going, hey, we're not coming. And they said, why? I said, I don't know. Uh, we're just not coming. And they said, we've already promoted you. There's already materials everywhere. You, you know, you're, 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 everything's booked. We have people coming to the venues. I said, I know. I can't come. And so I honored the Lord and kind of poured that out like David in the cave, right? And then for about four years, we sat on a mountain. <clears throat> and everything, we had partners and uh, several hundred thousands of dollars a year coming into our ministry. We were doing all these things. And we just poured it out before the Lord. And I poured my time into my children and uh, my wife and all that. And I got to tell you, something powerful happens when you truly obey God in things that might seem contrary to where you're, you're called to go. Before that time, we'd planted churches all over the country. We were doing all these things. And I'll never forget the day the Lord said to me, Joseph, I didn't call you to be a pastor. <laughs> that was exciting. And so, uh, and so I stepped into this and, and began to move forward. And then from there, I began to live broadcast from our barn in a manger setting. God began to rebirth where we were. And there was a season we just really didn't have a lot of places to go. And, and I'd poured it up before the Lord. But the beauty was... I'd spent time taking my children to school. I'd spent time with them. And there was a couple moments where my daughter, who's a very attractive young lady, um, uh, some boys were hitting on her in high school, but I happened to be present and, and uh, showed up in the parking lot. Pastor Kent, it was awesome. And uh, Heather's there with me and, and driving in the parking lot. And I saw one of the boys and I was like, oh, I rolled my window down. And Heather's like, no, Joe, no. I'm like, yes, yes. And so I was like, I was like, hey, come here, Skippy. You know? and, and so we had a really great conversation and all that. But the, the deal was is that you know, he left her alone and went away and, and all those things. But what I want to say about it is this. You know, for her, she went to prom, Pastor. She asked if she could go to prom. I wasn't really for it. So I took a picture with my AR-15 and her and, uh, and posted it on her social media. And she was like, Dad! I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so then I'd show up. I'd show up and, like, you know, cut out, you know, like, tight T-shirts. Like, hey, what's up? You know, and it was great. But I began to be able to have clarity with my kids in a relationship that we probably would have had, but there was a sweetness I would have lost, or maybe more. And the Lord guided me through that season. And uh, even during that time, I got so used to being on the mountain. Glenda came out, and she found us in town, and she gave me a word in a parking lot, a real parking lot prophecy. And she was like, you're hiding. It's time to quit hiding. I'm like, I'm not hiding, prophet. Don't talk to me. And, um, but it was good. 
And so we're stepping back into all God has for us. And so today, since that time, it's been a few years now, since that time till today, right now our ministry is taking off by the grace of God, and uh, we're very humbled by it. Um, we don't know how we got where we are, don't know how we're going to get where God's told us to go, but we know this, God's with us. So today, just through social media, we're impacting a quarter of a million people every week, every week. Yeah. I'm talking, man, on, in overseas, sometimes I lead Muslims to Jesus through Google Translate. Google Translate, you know, and uh, we, we think you are a good ministry, yes, you know, and, and, and so I start writing back to them, and that's my accent through Google Translate, so anyway, and so we recognize God wants us to live, move, and have our being. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody say, get ready. Get ready. Look at the person next to you and tell them you didn't get all dressed up for nothing. We didn't get all dressed up for nothing, praise God. Man, I've been all over the world preaching the gospel. Got born again at 13 years old in a Dave Do Well meeting. Got my life changed, transformed. Had the privilege of traveling with that man and doing things all over the world. But I got to tell you today, God is going to impact your life. God's going to touch you today. There's going to be a powerful impartation in this place. I believe God's going to release a prophetic, revelatory breakthrough for you. We're going to teach a little bit on the prophetic this morning. I'm going to go down the road just a little. We're going to touch on some things, and I believe God's going to give you victory, and I believe he's going to give you a strong assignment and marching orders. How many of you know Jesus is the voice of God? right? The Holy Ghost gives us unction. The Holy Spirit speaks uh, for Jesus. He speaks and all these things, but Jesus truly is the Word of God made flesh, and the Holy Ghost speaks for him, but Jesus is the voice or the Word of God made flesh, and when you speak the Word of God out, it's Jesus. It's Jesus being enforced by the Holy Ghost in this earth. Man, when you speak the Word of God, it's the voice of God. And that's something that we, we really have a strong desire for. We're about to do TV and all that. We're calling it voice of God and all these things. But Jesus is the voice of God. So let me talk to you very quickly here, very quickly, about four different types of prophetic unction, four different types of prophecy. And this works for the office of the prophet or the believer that wants to believe for prophetic unction, okay? So I'm going to talk to you about this very, very quickly. Let's talk here about Roe. The Roe gift of prophecy. Then we have uh, three other ones here that I'll just give you here. It's uh, Chaza. Thanks, John. Chaza, Chose, and then Navi. Okay? I want to give this to you very quickly. I want you to see this. There's four different types of prophetic flow. Now, I've gone all over the world for many, many years teaching schools of the prophets, and God is having us do this again right now. We're stepping into it. We're going to make it a live broadcast on Tuesday nights that we, or excuse me, just a broadcast rather. Some might be live, some might not, but you'll get all this material and more that we're going to be offering. And I believe God's called us to make like a prophetic master class out of that that really helps the body get past the weirdness and silliness of it all and sink our teeth into real horsepower and really get some stuff going. So here we are. So Roe, this is what you recognize is a visionary. Now I'll talk about this very quickly. A visionary prophetic person or functioning in a now word of visionary means this. It means God speaks supernaturally to a leader to do something that nobody else can do. He puts an assignment on him, and it's a vision to accomplish something. It's like a gift of faith, but with an intuitive revelatory unction to get things accomplished. A visionary, a roe, prophetic understanding. Uh, one person that functions in this is Andrew Womack. I, I had a conversation with him, and I asked him. I said, you're a prophet? He said, yes, I am. I said, so really understanding some of these things, what is the primary function of a prophet in your mind? He said, Joseph, it's to mobilize mobilize. But here's the deal. Apostles and prophets are called to mobilize the body. That's why your pastors, they have an immobilizing anointing to mobilize the troops and mobilize a vision. And it's more than just pastoring people. It's truly a territory-taking anointing. And so you see that. So mobilization is a rowy prophetic gift or an apostolic function, but truly it can be in anybody in the body in, in different levels, right? So rowe is a visionary gifting. Then let's talk very quickly about Navi. Navi is a inspiration. Okay? This is an inspiration or a bubbling up. 
And bubbling up, what I mean by this is Navi is typically a teaching prophetic flow. Somebody has the ability to, you know, they get a word from God, a now word, so they stand up and they begin to teach under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Navi, that's what you begin to do. You begin to teach and instruct with a now relevant word for person, for people. You know what to say. Remember when Jesus said, don't be afraid of what you will say when they bring you in front of all the leaders, right? He said, for I will put my words in your mouth. You'll have what you need to say at that exact moment. That's Navi. It's a bubbling up. It's an inspiration that you begin to stand in front of leaders and people. Navi is a prophetic flow. Now these two here, let's get into these. These are the more scary ones. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Chaza versus Chose. Chaza, you begin to understand, is literally where we get uh, gazing. All right. This will be interesting for people. Gazing, and we could also call this word of knowledge. All right? So you recognize something about this that, that when you are looking at things, sometimes when people are prophetic and they have an unction in them, one of the things we do in prophecy is we teach people to see and say. People that say you cannot prophesy unless you're moved along suddenly by the Holy Ghost is not true. Okay? That's, that's, it's correct, but it's not complete. In other words, it's no different than speaking in tongues. You don't have to have the Holy Ghost come on you like a seizure to speak in tongues, right? You begin to say, I'm just going to speak in tongues. You don't have to be like, I have a word. It's not like that. You begin to recognize, no, you have a word from God, and literally you can see and say if you're moving in chaza, which means you look at something and say, Holy Ghost, what's going on here? And he'll begin to share with you and share with people. Now, we are surrendered to the Holy Spirit. We don't go beyond what is written. You don't do gainsaying. There's a whole lot we can teach on with this, but that is the function of chaza, gazing and word of knowledge. And every believer in here can do this. Every believer. It needs to be trained. It needs to be discipled. It needs to be mentored. And you have to be free to miss it and called on the carpet when you miss it and then have it judged and put into order. But if we do that as a healthy body, you can begin to actually be a prophetic church that sees and says. The worship this morning was prophetic worship. It was Chaza worship, okay? It was flowing between Navi and, and Chaza. As she's prophesying, I'm like, it's been so long since I've been in a real prophetic worship service. Normally people are like, la, la, butterflies, ooh, ooh. And you're like, what is happening, right? No, she's like, the, the woman of God up here is prophesying like with horsepower. She's prophesying the word of God, the spirit of Jesus is on it, cutting through stuff. I'm like crying on the front row. I'm like, this is embarrassing, Jesus. I got to quit crying. I can't get up there crying, right? I'm supposed to be the prophet and I'm crying, Jesus, you know? And, but that's, that's, that's real. That's the real stuff there. That's seeing and singing. Prophetic worship is just where you see and sing. It's no different than prophecy. People that label things prophetic worship, sometimes it's just pathetic worship. It's just kind of a, you know, it's a bunch of ooh-ah and butterflies and ah and it's not really prophecy. It's just you, right? And so, was that too much? Everybody okay? Okay, too soon? Okay, all right. So we recognize this. When we're going forward, we realize that gazing and word of knowledge is how you function in that. Now, chose is a whole nother ball game. Chose is literally where you begin to, what's the right word? You begin to behold, peer, or lean forward, okay? You lean forward. What does that mean? Lean forward. Praise God. You begin to lean forward. When you behold, peer, or lean forward, it means you lean into the distance. It means you're looking into the future, okay? This is chose what the office of the prophet in the New Testament would have called John the Revelator. John the Revelator. You have Agabus who would move in this and a little bit of this and different people, but John the Revelator, he was the Apostle John, John the Beloved, but when he wrote the book of Revelation, I believe he should have been called the Prophet John because when he leaned into the future, he began to see things that were to come and all these things. And the Chose believer, the Chose one, is one where you begin to get into dreams, trances, visions, and seeing future events before they happen. It's stronger than word of knowledge. It has a more captivating supernatural effect on your life. And chose is where the rubber really meets the road. And I believe this church actually has a chose anointing. I believe people in this church are going to predict elections. I believe people in this church are going to predict stock market. I believe people in this church are going to predict plagues and when they stop and when they start. I believe people in this church are going to know things in the nations because of prayer and a chose anointing with the face of the lion that's on this congregation. 
It's strong. So you recognize some of these things. So very quickly, I'm giving this understanding to us because we have to recognize a lot of people can prophesy, and we've misidentified and mislabeled many people as prophets because they can prophesy. That is an error. It's not the end of the world, but I think it cheapens the real thing. That's all. It just cheapens the real thing. I don't want to get into semantics over it, but it can cheapen the real thing. You know, I've had a lot of people come to meetings and they'll say, um, I'll be like, I know you think you're an apostle. And then I tell them, you're not. Go sit down. Everybody okay? Is that all right? And the reason we do that is because if we start qualifying and validating people just because they wear a name tag, it doesn't help the body of Christ. Praise God. I was in a meeting one time, and I stood up on the stage, and I was like, uh, you over there. And he's like, yes. I said, you have thought you're an apostle, and you told several people you are. I said, you're not. You're a teacher. Stop saying those things. You're hurting yourself. Amen? It's like you're hitting yourself, you know? And so you recognize, though, and I was being kind and loving, and we need to be that. But you recognize the process that the body of Christ needs a better quality of leader. Both the church and the world, listen to me, both the church and the world need to see mature believers. And right now, the church, if we're biblically looking at how things ought to be, biblically, the church is out of order. It really is. We got pastors leading everything. And listen to me. I love pastors. I love your pastors. I come and serve pastors. It's the way it ought to be. This is not a hierarchy thing as we're looking at. Um, uh, John, would you come erase this for me? It's not a hierarchy thing I'm trying to talk about. But listen to me. When the church gets in order, this is where breakthrough starts to happen. Could you erase that board, please, sir? Thank you. This is John. John was uh, seven years in the military. He worked in communications. Um, he, he was one of the first tank battalions to go over to the Middle East uh, in the last decade. And he did a lot of things that was powerful in the regions he went into and been in firefights and all this stuff. He's a decorated soldier in the Marine Corps. And I just got to say, he's a communications officer. I love him. Praise God. So, I love you, John. Thank you, Jesus. I also have with me Jason Chandler's with us. Jason was one of the top 10 harvesters for all crops in all the United States. And uh, he turned that over to be just stand with us and serve us and go around the country with us and the world. And Jason's been with us for several years. And, uh, you know, his tractor of choice is John Deere. Amen. And so, <laughs> so we reckon. <laughs> so. So when we're talking about this, let me just say something quickly. I want to give you an image when I talk about fivefold ministry. Is this okay? I want to give you an image because otherwise it can sound top-down and, you know, authoritarian, and that's not where I'm going with this. I need you to get a picture. Here's what I believe. I believe a lot of ministries and people are built this way, where it's top and all the minions do all the work, right? That's not God. We need to recognize that actually what I'm talking about is something like this, where the vision comes here and the vision begins to go out right? Vision out is what I'm talking about because there's no end to it. There's no um, place where it says that's too far, too much. Um, this is what I'm talking about with fivefold ministry. I believe fivefold ministry gets vision stuff. They train and vision goes out. Okay, so I believe in vision out authority, not top down. Top down authority is, is where you lord over people, you do that. That's not what I'm saying. So I want to give this simple understanding as I begin to discuss fivefold ministry. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says the church, of course, in uh, Ephesians 2.20, is built on the foundation of the apostle and the prophet. It doesn't say the pastor. I know a lot of people be like, you can't say that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say something that's a little, I don't know if people appreciate this or not, but if, you're ra if prophets are raised up by pastors, they usually are weak prophets. Dun, dun, dun. Does that bless you? And you recognize this, that, that sometimes, though, when prophets are raised by apostles or other prophets, apostles or prophets make apostles and prophets. Now, everybody needs a pastor. We all need the fivefold. We need each other. Nobody's better than the other. But if we're going to have real training and real horsepower and really taking territory, it's, it's literally been almost backwards that we've had pastors leading the charge. And I'm so thankful for pastors. When I'm in pastor's houses, we serve them. We, we love them. We surrender to them. We do whatever they want because we are, we are people of authority and under authority. And I have to tell you, though, but God's system is, is 
best, it's best when we have right governmental structure and order. And some of this has either been taught goofy or it's been taught too little. And uh, somewhere in between is where we need to be, where there's real biblical understanding. If we get some of these things in order, we'll begin to take nations. I believe that there's a reason that Jesus hasn't returned yet. It's because we haven't set up structure. Thank God we have the gospel. Amen? Many people have the gospel. Thank God we know our identity, but now we don't know where we're going. You know how many people know their identity? They're like, I'm the righteousness of God. Jesus loves me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's the best news I've ever heard. But then they walk in circles. People say, no, 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 my identity will get me there. No, it won't. You need direction. You need the Holy Ghost. You need some governmental order to say, hey, what you're doing is stupid. You need to come over this way and go in this direction. Amen? We say stupid in church on Sunday. Is that okay? Praise God. And you recognize that, that you need to get some things into order. And when that begins to happen, it breaks frustration off of people. I like being an Africa pastor. I like being over there. When I'm in Africa, people over there, they get governmental kingdom order. They really do. They're like, we will do it. We, yes, sir, we can get it done and all that. We're in America where we're like, don't tell me what to do. Bless you. Bless yourself. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> they, 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 don't tell me what to do is kind of how we've been trained over here. And you recognize that that's not actually kingdom. Kingdom is we prefer one another and serve one another and honor those who are in places of authority, who are worthy of double honor, not because we're trying to make it a hierarchy, but because the word of God, many people paid a high price, like your leaders paid a high, high price to step up and lead with the word of God. They're worthy of double honor. And when you give them double honor, there's a breakthrough that comes. I had a, a prophetic person ask me one time, they said, why can I prophesy in some places and I can't prophesy in others? And part of it, I wanted to say, bad training, number one. But number two is, is that uh, it's because of no honor. Right? Jesus even told the Pharisees, he says, you dishonor me. Right? You recognize when there's no honor in a place, the word of God will be shackled. The flow of the spirit will be shackled. And what will take the place of Holy Ghost flow is intellectualism, intellectual ascent. It'll become so gridlocked with, boy, we know a lot, but there's no breakthrough, no people getting healed, very little of real flow of the Holy Spirit. But we need both. That's why the fivefold brings such order. I was just preaching with Ashley and Carly Terrades and Greg Fritz, Heather and I were yesterday, and it's wonderful working in teamwork. Because you got this apostolic anointing that stands up, like your pastors with their apostolic anointing. And then you've also got the ability then to bring the word of the Lord with uh, uh, like a prophetic unction. And then the teachers come and, and, and smooth it over. And uh, my wife's kind of got an evangelistic miracle anointing on her. She stands up like an evangelist. We were in uh, Brazil. We're standing on a big stage over there. And literally, she turned into Benny Hinn. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> You know, it was like, let the bodies hit the floor, let the body, okay? It was like, one, something's wrong with you, two, something, okay, whatever. And so she's, she's like, you know, going all over. She's running around. I, she might as well have said, stand them up again, Steve, bring them here. Cause, you know, none of that. You know, I'm just looking at her like, what in the world, man? Right? Heather's running around, and they said, we've never seen anything like that. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. And um, there was one meeting I'm in with Heather, and she's got this evangelist thing, prophetic evangelist that comes on her. And we're in a meeting, and I'd prophesied to probably three to 500 people in a row, and I was done, okay? Yeah, I'd like to say, I was filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with joy. I was like, no, Jesus, I'm tired, right? And I was like, I need to go sleep, Jesus, because we got 20 more meetings this week, you know? And all of a sudden, Heather's like, woo, Holy Ghost comes on her. She jumps off the stage, Glenda, goes running into the audience, starts praying for people. I'm like, woman, woman, we need to leave, <laughs> you know? And, and the people are like, yeah. And I'm like, no, let's go. You know, and, and, and you know, when you're married, you give the eye, you're like, mm, you know? And, and she's like, mm, you know, right? And so she's in the audience doing this stuff, and, and all of a sudden she grabs this young guy, and he's got eczema, like, from his shoulders to his wrists, or on his arms. She grabs him by the arms, and she's all full Holy Ghost, Benny Hinn, oh, no, 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 right? Right? Holy Ghost. Grabs him by the arms and slides this stuff off his arms onto the floor. And I'm like, I said, we can stay a little longer. Yeah. And so I recognize that. And so we get these things going. I got to tell you, man, when you start obeying the Lord, this is good. Governmental structure is good. 
it's good when you have right teaching. You know, the only thing worse than, than bad teaching or the only thing worse than no teaching is bad teaching. Bad teaching is how you get people in bondage and it just begins to put like a, a thumb on their mind and they're not able to get past some things. And I gotta tell you, the spirit of liberty of Jesus Christ wants to break you out today. You guys are ready for a move of God. You're ready to break through in Jesus' name. You brought him with you. This church is lit up in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Man, we got a lot of things to do. I was just recently with um, uh, a wonderful person who was just watching my broadcast just the other day again, and they were in charge of the lottery system of the United States, okay? I'm in a boardroom with them, and I typically I don't say that. I probably shouldn't, but here I did, okay? And so I'm in this boardroom, and all of a sudden, they were there. They're having this meeting, and they're just an awesome, awesome guy seeking the truth, doing all this stuff, and the next thing you know, the Holy Ghost comes on me, and they said, Joseph, will you pray? And I said, yeah. So it's a multi-billion dollar thing they're working on, right? And uh, they were there with some of my business friends and all this, and they're trying to make a deal and, you know, try to advance this platform. And I'm thinking, why am I here? I don't know if this exalts the kingdom. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this place. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord comes to me, Pastor Ken. The word of the Lord comes to me, Elizabeth. And, and as it happened, I looked at this man, and God said, tell him I know him. I said, yes, sir. I am yours to command. <laughs> I stood up at the table. I said, God says he knows you. And here's what happened in your life. And I went down this whole series of events in his whole life, like told him his life story, point in case, point in case, point in case. And I'm sitting there going, God, this better be you. <laughs> you know? And uh, we get done and all that, and we get finished. And all of a sudden, this man puts his face in his hand, starts weeping. And I said, and you need to know Jesus. And he looked at me and said, I'll do whatever you say. Who? And I said, you need to know Jesus. You need to receive him right now because you are not born again. And, you know, I didn't ask him if he was. I said, you're not, right? And he looked at me and said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he hit his buddy, his party. He said, you're receiving Jesus too. And uh, he got born again, man. He gave his life to Jesus and ran out of the building. And <laughs> I'm born again, you know. Isn't that good? And so we do that a lot. We meet with ambassadors of nations and do the same thing. And, you know, sometimes we meet with them and there's agnostics and people that say, I don't know if I believe in God. And then the word of the Lord came to me recently with one awesome, classy ambassador. I mean, these people are wonderful people that we have the opportunity to meet with. Sometimes they just need more of God. They need clarity. And I'm sitting there and he was there with his son, this wonderful man, his classy family, and just a man of... Uh, honor, you know, military man and all these things, was there with him. And his son was there and said, I don't know if I believe in God and I don't know what is persuades me or what I believe in or what I don't believe in. And the word of the Lord came to me at this very nice dinner table we were at with all these people. And I'm like, now, Jesus? And he's like, right now. And I was like, okay. And so I told this guy, I said, hey, I, I began to give him all the information about his life and his family's life. And this dignified man this man, this, this military man who is so respectable and I, I just have such a, a sense of honor for, pounds his fist on the table and points at me and says, how do you know these things? How do you know these things? And I looked at him and his son, which are wonderful people, and I looked at them and said, because, sir, a man or woman with a word from God is never at the mercy of someone with some good idea. I said, I belong to Jesus, who you guys belong to. And they're like, we want to know. His son came to me. I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I believe there is a God after this. I'll receive Jesus from you, right? I'll receive from you. I said, come on. Jesus is awesome. You know, God's not as religious as we think he is either. He's not. Some of you guys would be shocked some of the places God sends me. I'm like, man, I hope they're not taking photos of me in this place as I'm ministering to these people. John and I were in Vegas recently. We're in Vegas, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. John, just stare at the ground, Right? John and I stay in hotel rooms together. We're like, we are not leaving this room. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> but you know what? We go and we minister to these people. Praise God. We go meet with them and all that stuff. And we're just giving life to them. And uh, we, we bring life and joy to them. We have uh, invitations through business leaders. We're going to meet with the former president of Mexico soon. And we're going to bring the word of God to them. So that's, that's some of the stuff we're doing. I believe this church has a mobilizing ability to bring life, not only to your area, but to the nation's. 
You know, I see the flags wrapped around this place. And when you have that, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is on the people of God in this place. Sir, back here, I don't know you. You have an action hero haircut and a beard. Uh, you're back here in Jesus' name. God's put a spirit of intercession on you. You're sensitive like a lightning rod. Sometimes you don't even know what to do with yourself when God moves through you. You don't know how to direct it or what's happening. It's because you pray, you see, you hear, and the Lord says, I know you. I meet you in the secret place all the time. You got so radically saved. The problem with you is you're just a real Christian. You're just a real man of God. And the Lord's saying, I'm going to disciple you even higher. I'm going to teach you to harness some of those things. You're so hypersensitive to the prophetic, and God's put that inside you. And the reason you're hypersensitive is because God's put a gift in you, and you don't know what to do with it yet. You don't fully know what to do with it, but we're going to hone that. We're going we're to harness that gift and put order to it. And God's marked you with a gift of prophecy. You're a clear-eyed, clear-minded guy that's not knowing what to do with all that's happening inside you. And God's going to bring order to that in the name of Jesus. The damage that was done as a child, the damage that was done in the earlier years. The Lord says, I'm healing that even now. I'm bringing order to this picture and I love you and it shall be well with you. And the scars and the marring of that season will have no bearing on the days to come. The Lord says, I will make you a good father. There will be a good fathering anointing. And the former days we bless and we, we take the good from what we can. But the Lord says, I will heal the wounds and I'm bringing a great strength of legacy and you will go forward. And this is your hour of visitation, sir. God is with you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is awesome. Praise God. Man, even a blind prophet could prophesy in here. Praise God. Thank you. It's true. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Man, every weekday morning, typically, I wake up early in the morning and I move in Navi when I teach. And every morning on my live broadcast, God says, teach this. And I go and I just teach it. I don't even, you know, every single weekday morning, people are like, how do you prepare for that? I don't. Uh, because God just tells me what to do. I, I wake up sometimes and read my messages in the air. I read them. Then I go write them down really quick. And sometimes I miss some of it. I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord, I got distracted. Please. You know, he's like, nope, one shot. I'm serious. Every morning I wake up and I read it. And if I don't catch it all, I'll miss it. That's funny, huh? Praise God. If I minister to some of you and I stare at the wall, I'm not trying to be mystical or weird. Sometimes I'm reading information. Is that okay? You know, uh, I had Dennis Capra asked me one time. He's like, okay, Joe, all right, stop. Tell me what's going on right now. I'm like, well, I'm reading information on their life. And, and he's like, okay, you, that doesn't happen to everybody. You should explain this a little more, you know? Um, but literally, that's that thing where you gaze and word of knowledge comes. Sometimes it's a word of wisdom. Sometimes it's a little abstract. And sometimes it'll be very pointed. But either way, we're just here to love people, right? Amen. Amen. Let's get this out of the way. If you got sin in your life, God is not calling you out in this meeting. Maybe. Probably not. I've had people come to me and they said to me before, they're like, hey, Joseph, you know, you see sin when you prophesy? Yes. And they're like, why don't you call that stuff out? And I say, well, that's a good idea. Let's just start with you. <laughs> no, man. Jesus didn't do that. Right? Jesus was full of love and grace. I've had people say, no, we're under the new covenant. You can't see sin. Your mama can't see sin. We're a soulish vessel. And there's stuff that happens. Now, I don't see everything. I don't see all these things. I just see stuff, you know. And everybody's got it. And you know what? Jesus loves us. And we're moving through it. So this is not a meeting. We're going to call stuff out. Once in a very, very, very blue moon, if somebody's been in rebellion and they're going to die, and I see that on them, I will call them out. Because God will tell me to do it. And I'll be disobeying God if I don't. But every time, it's always like the end of the line for a person. It's like their last chance. I had one man, I was in a meeting one time, and there's such a spirit of life in this church. You guys are so filled with life and faith. I was in a church one time, and this guy's in the balcony, and the Lord said, tell him, Joseph. I was like, God. And he's like, you tell him. I said, sir, you're going to die if you don't turn right now. And 
he, he, the crowd gasped, you know, and that's really, that's an upper for a meeting. I mean, you know, you say that, you're going to die. I mean, people in the audience are just like, oh, you know, <laughs> that'll really bring the meeting up, you know. And so I, I looked at that. I'm just like, man, this guy, it ain't good, you know. And he had been rebelling and he'd been uh, uh, doing terrible things in regards to his family and all this stuff and ne uh, negligence in his family and all that. And he stood up and he repented. He repented, he came forward and, and said, yes, it's all true, all these things have happened. And God rescued his family, you know? And people say that this stuff shouldn't be happening in the body of Christ today. Do you read the New Testament? You know what I'm saying? The problem is religion hijacks anything that's pure. And if religion hijacks it, that's when it becomes dysfunctional. That's when it becomes abrasive. That's when it becomes manipulative and controlling. You should always feel light and filled with hope. When you walk out of a meeting, you should always feel the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus. You know, sometimes there comes correction to get you there, right? You know, and all that. People are like, we shouldn't be correcting anybody, <laughs> whatever. Praise God. We should be bringing life to people. Man, it even says in Hebrews that God considers you an illegitimate son if he doesn't correct you or discipline you. But he disciplines with his word, with love. He doesn't discipline by putting hardship on you, but he will correct us, and it's by love. It's his love that does that. Amen? Man, I tell God every day, God, you can correct me anytime you want to. I am yours to command. I'm yours to command. Praise God, and he loves us so much. Praise God. Oh, that's good. Sir, you have an elder anointing on you. You're called by God. You've got a marking in the spirit, the hand of God's on your life. You're a pillar in the house of the Lord. You have a spirit of evangelism on you and fathering and mentoring and all these things that are on your life. The Lord says he's called you. He's marked you. He's equipping you. I see your checkbook flopping open and you beginning to open doors uh, for individuals and places, beginning to break down barriers because of what God's putting inside you. There's a business anointing for you to break barriers. There's a business anointing and a network anointing for you to open up doors. And some of the hindrances to that are being removed out of your path. Even now, in the name of Jesus, we're able to do what you're actually called to do and what God's put in your heart even over the last 13 years. And there's been strength he's put inside you for victory and breakthrough. You are God's man. I see a young man. He's on a tractor. I see something about this. And the Lord says, my word will come to him. There will be strength on his life. And I will speak into that scenario. And there will be great life. And there will be victory. And forward momentum will come on him in Jesus' name. For I am the Lord your God, and I fail your legacy not, and I fail your family not, for I bring life to you and through you. And the lies of the devil are just that. They're lies. You're coming forward with everything and all the goods and produce in your arms. I bless you in Jesus' name. You're awesome, sir. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Man, God's awesome. Now, you get in an atmosphere like this, you feel strong enough to tear the ears off a of Gondar. That's Star Wars reference. Nerds. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God told me a couple years ago, strongly, he said, hey, when the, last, when the fourth Avengers movie comes out, when the fourth Avengers movie comes out, there's going to be a move of the apostolic and prophetic and fivefold ministry is going to take a new stage. So I, I prophesied that some time ago, and, and as we went to the theater, I looked around, and I was there with Ashley and Carly. We're going to see Avengers Endgame. You know, praise God. If you guys don't like movies, I'm sorry. And, um, and I, I walked into that place, and I looked at them, and the Lord said to me, he said, there will be people that do their own thing, like in ministry and in life and all that, but they will assemble for assignments, and that's fivefold. Fivefold is being raised up. I'm telling you, there's things happening right now. It's coming through you guys in Jesus' name. There's strength happening in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Man, praise God. We've got like 20 minutes, right? Thank you, Jesus. I just want to minister to you guys, bring life to you guys. Man, I'm so excited right now with what God's doing around the world. We have uh, doors opening, invitations, and we're just so grateful to bring the Word of God where we're supposed to bring it. God told me, make disciples through media. Make disciples through media. We're going to raise up digital missionaries that go beyond uh, lines into nations. You know, a few years ago, I think it was in, at the end of 2016 or something in there, maybe 17, I stood up and uh, the Lord showed me North Korea would get the gospel. And I released that over a broadcast. People said, you can't say that. Be careful. And all that. And then Trump met with North Korea. It all broke loose. 
God sent us to Trump Tower a few years ago. Praise God. Stood in Trump Tower, Pastor. I'm there, and I was like, God, um, am I here to, are you going to tell me he's going to be president? I was like, oh, I get to announce he's going to be president? And the Lord said to me, no, I'm not telling you anything. I was like, I was like why am I here? He said, because I want you to intercede for this man. I want you to pray for him. And I want you to get a feel for who he is and what's going on. I want you to pray over him. We were at Oral Roberts University just two days ago. And we went and laid our hands on the praying hands. I put my hands on that giant uh, statue of the praying hands. I'd never been to ORU before, Glenda. I'd never been there. I walked on the, the property, and I was like, whoa, the presence of God is here, you know? I walked over and put my hands on the praying hands, and I started to hear Oral Roberts shouting. I started to hear him. He's shouting, and he's praying, and I could hear, I don't know, I was like, God, this was a man of God. And it was, it was powerful. And the Lord said, I'm raising up new generals in the faith today. I'm raising up fivefold ministry today. It'll come in teamwork like never before. Right. Teamwork, teamwork, teamwork is how it's going to happen. And media, media is going to break through the barriers. Praise God. For any people that say, hey, you know, the devil, he's got all the music. No, he doesn't. People say, ah, oh, he's the worship leader in heaven. Devil's in charge of the music. No. God invented music. God invented music. Devil just tried to hijack it. He's a cheap copy. Praise God. He was the artsy guy in heaven, and Michael's the one that, you know, sharpening his sword. He's like, yo, Lulu. What are you talking to God like that for? I'm going to knock you in the mouth, right? Shing, shing. I want all the worship, <laughs> right? He's flying around with an accordion on his back. No? You recognize that? That's out of Ezekiel, right? He had the wind timbrels. No. Okay. And, and he had that happen. And I just believe Michael's like, you artsy guys. I don't like it. Right? <laughs> Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning to, from heaven. I believe that was from the end of Michael's fist, right? Okay, praise God. God's good. Thank you, Jesus. Man, demons are no big deal unless you let them be. I've seen them. They look like chihuahuas with big mouths. <laughs> they do. Like little buddies. I had an entity walk in my room one time and stand at the end of my bed, this huge entity, this figure, standing over my bed. And, and uh, I sensed that it was there to, you know, to try to take our life, and there was an assignment and all this stuff. I looked up at it. And I'd been so in grace, so listening to Andrew, so listening to stuff that I literally looked at it and I was like, huh. And I went to sleep. And it left. And it left. You know what a lot of war, warfare people do? Ah, emergency tongues, emergency warring tongues. You go into like, ah, what is shit? You know, and, and, and right? They would have gone down that road and they're like, I'm back you, Lucifer. I bad you. Get out of my house. I bad you. Ah! All night long, right? Sometimes I actually think that stirs them up more. They're like, they believe in us. They believe in us, <laughs> right? <laughs> Darkness is like, they believe. They believe. <laughs> but instead, when you're like, whatever, you know, all that, it's like yawn. I had this, this demon lady they brought into one of my meetings. They're like, bring him to the prophet. Bring this woman to the prophet. She'd been levitating, okay, floating. Literally. And I'm like, did you jump on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> a magic carpet ride, a whole new world. No, okay. Wow. Okay. And so, so <laughs> new fantastic point of view. Okay. And so she comes in there and they're like, this is a witchcraft demon. Like she's human sacrifices. And I was like, okay. You know, it's still the devil. And they're like, no, you don't understand. And and she started writhing about and doing all this stuff, going through all this stuff. And I said, look, if you're going to do all this gymnastics, I said, I don't have time. I don't. I'm preaching a session in five minutes. Do you want to be free? The devil's in control. I said, he is not. I said, so either you can stay this way or I'm, I'm leaving. Whatever you, you choose, you, you got to cooperate with me. And she finally, I started to walk away. She's like, wait, wait, I want prayer. I said, okay, I'll be back in 45 minutes. And the people were like, what? She's demonized and she wants prayer and you're going to come back and forth. I said, I have a session to preach. She's been this way for years. She'll be all right. 
I like the story that Dave used to talk about. He was casting demons up back when they used to, Dave Duwell, they used to say, you know, they'd, they'd name the demons and all that. They'd always name them. Like, what's your name? And this one demon said to Dave, Glendon knows this, said to Dave, he said, what's your name? And the demon said, liar. He's like, are you telling me the truth? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. So this lady, I leave and I come back. I come back into the room and this lady's there and they're like, you took you long enough, Joseph. And I'm like, well, you know what? She's been bound all this time. She's fine. Um, you know, believe me, she can wait 40 more minutes. And so I came in the room and all of a sudden warfare tongues. You know, I was like, that's amazing. Good for you guys. I said, everybody shut up. And just please be quiet for a moment. Let's just get calm. I can't hear myself think. And uh, they were like, well, that's, you're not in the Holy Ghost. I said, I am totally in the Holy Ghost. So just because I'm not going all religion crazy here, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I said, come out. And this thing's like, no. <laughs> and I said, um, I don't have time for this. I'll be here all day or whatever, but I, I really don't have time for this. And I was just very calm. And I said, I'm going to be here longer than you. I'm not impressed by you. You don't get to talk. I could care less what you think, devil. Come out. And literally it was like, when it realized it had no power, no ability to give a, de a show, none of that, it just left instantly. Witchcraft demon, strong, you know, all that. I just got to tell you guys, we have a lot more horsepower and authority than we think we do. And when you start to know who you are and you start to step up, then you need to discover where you're going. And that's what God's called us to do. Praise God. Boy, a bunch of young ministers here. Look at you guys. Marked by God. Yeah, there's a pastoral anointing all over you. A pastoral anointing all over you. I've called you to pastor. I've called you to raise up with a mantle. You're marked by God. You got a pastoral authority on you, man of God. You got a spirit of joy and a spirit of mercy. You're good at reading people's emotions, and sometimes too much empathy gets on you. Empathy is when you begin to feel uh, people's emotions and can carry them too deeply. And the Lord has put a great strength in you. He's going to give you the mind of a leader, the mind of a, uh, wow, I see a scepter coming into your right hand. I see you standing up and beginning to lead and, and, and direct and bring order. And the Lord says, you are a Joshua to a Moses, and it shall be well with you. God's hand is on your life. You're God's man, sir. Praise God. I don't know you, but I like you. You're marked by God. God has equipped you. God has anointed you. You're a warrior and a champion. You're going to bring sweetness back to grace. Thank you, Jesus. Some people are grace people. They're not very sweet. And God's going to bring sweetness back to grace through you. There's great strength in you. You're going to right-size some things, and it's a good deal. You're a young lion. I bless you in the name of Jesus the hand of God's on you. Get ready to pastor. Get ready to inherit. Get ready to grow. Get ready to expand. You're going to take authority over many things. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I bless this man of God. Put a business mind in you. Put a, the works of an evangelist in you. Put the mind of communication and networking in you. There's great strength in you. Technically minded, problem solving, and a good sense of humor to some people. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Father, I speak life over this guy in Jesus' mighty name. I've marked you in the name of Jesus. You are God's man. You are God's warrior. There's like a chariot he's putting you in that's going to take you where you're called to go. You're God's anointed son. You're amazing. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. This man has the mind of a teacher, an entrepreneur, and a politician. He's put strength inside of you in Jesus' name. I see you moving people, and literally when people play chess with you, it's not a wise decision because you have strength and you have smarts in you. You have a mind for math. You have a mind for organization, and you have a mind to truly overcome obstacles. And God's given you these things in Jesus' name. You're marked by God, sir. You're a warrior. You're a warrior. You're a giant killer. You're God's man in Jesus' name. Have I not put my spirit of excellence upon you? Have I not marked you with these things? I see a number of people that have given you prophetic words. Some of them were good. A little bit were added to. But I see strongly that the Lord is saying clearly, he's going to bring you into an age of assignment. He's going to bring you into an understanding. And the Lord says it's very vital who you marry. It's important that you pray into that opportunity. It's important that you pray and receive that rib. And the Lord says, as you wait unto that season, it will be unto you prime rib as you wait. And it shall be well. And the Lord's breaking it out for you right now. I bless you in the name of Jesus. You're God's man. You have a spirit of excellence. People will try to compete with you at different times in your life, but they won't be able to keep up. So stay humble. Stay in the spirit of God and realize some people, they'll just be jealous and you just got to keep going. I bless you in Jesus' name. 
You're awesome. You guys are awesome. <laughs> My goodness, what a great crew here. Hi. Praise God. Look at this, this crew. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Turn it into a prophecy dispenser. This is good. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Kent and Elizabeth, you guys have done a powerful job here. A powerful job. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm excited. I feel like we just got the motor started. God's good. I love this church. If we were in this area, I would go to this church. My pastor's Lawson Purdue, and I don't know if you know who he is, but man, I just was in Mexico with him, and I, he was running those interpreters around. Like I was like, he, he's ministering, and these interpreters are sweating trying to keep up with him. He's like, God is a grace. He's going to break you through. And if you haven't seen Pastor Lawson, man, it's an education. And um, he's awesome. He's, um, you know, if you don't have a good church, please consider coming to this one. If you're looking for a church, Man, I'll tell you, I've been around a lot. We travel a lot. And I just want to say, this is an awesome, awesome house of God. And these pastors are just, they're God's people. And coming under this, I promise you, your finances will explode. Your vision will explode. You'll go forward. You'll break through. Your family will live. There'll be great grace on your life for where you're called to go. And God is bringing you forward today. I'm telling you, this church is called by God. It's marked by God. Uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, I couldn't go higher in my ministry until I got with a pastor that I belonged with. And so if you're looking to go higher in your vision, your ministry, you need to really consider connecting up with this church or the church that God's called you to. But I highly recommend this one. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a privilege this morning. Uh, I'm Joseph Z. I approve this message. Thank you for listening to the weekly message. To find out more about Overcomers Church International and to hear more messages like this one, please visit our website at ociperryville.com.